the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. I have a stronger voice than I did yesterday. Let's hope it holds out. I seem to have uh, not one flu, but like one allergy kick in or something every year. It just kind of drags me down a bit, voice-wise, strength-wise. Um, but I'll do my best. So I promise you, listen, I'll do my best to do what I can to get you dragging and kicking into retirement. Uh, that's the goal. And what's funny about it is I may be the biggest hypocrite here is I still don't know what I want to do in retirement. Every now and then I have a good idea, and it, it suddenly fades. I'm like, I want to be a dog trainer to middle-class families. Dog trainers are expensive, but I don't need the money. I would just need the motivation to get out of bed and go help Fido play along with uh, 0111010 without killing them. I think all dogs, not all dogs, but some dogs should be binary code. Um, That's just in my head. So what are you going to do in retirement? The one thing I do know is that right now, me and my family spend an SHI load of money. And that's got to change. So my budget in working years does not match up with what my budget in retirement years would look like. I would probably need to have retire hmm, $8 liquid to afford my lifestyle. Every million kicks off roughly $40,000 a year in income. That's a basic rule. It's not something that's going to last forever. There's high rate interest rate period. There's low rate interest rate periods. We've been in a low one for a while, so we may want to lower that number a bit. Could be talking about retirement issues. First of all, foremost, wealth accumulation. How to get to that first million, two million dollars. Um, I look at Social Security as going to be an absolute push. It may cover some of my tax money or all of my tax money, but it ain't cover my lifestyle. So doing a wealth building seminar in the morning, Saturday, September 21, from 9.30 to 11. At the Rotary Summit Center in San Jose, the seventh floor, the top floor. The afternoon, it's going to be from one to three. Registration is $25. You can get in for free by using the code RADIO25. One's going to be investing beyond your 401k in your working years. And the one's going to be as your working years are starting to wrap up and you're heading towards your retirement years. Retirement income and tax planning. A lot of information at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. Hit the events page and you'll sort of figure it out. We work shelved its IPO. Um, spectacular fiasco. And it's good that they did because it could have crashed the markets. I know you're saying that's kind of a lot to say. WeWork is a company that, let's just say I work in a building and they'll come in least, uh, I'm on the third floor, and the second floor company just goes totally out of business. So the owner is like, hey, I'll lease the floor. And WeWork's like, we'll take it. We'll sublease it to people, and we'll take it for 10 years or 20 years. 
So, which isn't really how real estate should work on the commercial side. There should be more turnover in theory. So a lot of people question, why don't REITs just go ahead and do this themselves? Companies are real estate investment trusts. They're big businesses that are spread across the world. Some of them specialize in storage, like storage containers where you can put your furniture. Some of them specialize in malls or car, uh, like uh, new car uh, lots. Some of them specialize in commercial office space. One of the coolest things that I ever did was um, when I bought my first REIT, it's publicly traded. It has to submit to SEC documentation. I don't like hard money. I don't like private money when it comes to real estate. I don't like anyone borrowing your money that's not publicly traded. In large part, the rules just don't apply. The rules of, does this smell bad? It could smell real bad and you'd never know about it. It could have people making just super fat paychecks without you never knowing. With a publicly traded REIT, all that information is public information. So my first REIT that I owned that was an office REIT, I was like, I own commercial property in Chicago. And like I was probably being cute on a date at one point in time in my early 20s. Like, hey, I own real estate in Chicago, New York, San Francisco, and I just happen to be renting this little apartment here, kind of getting things done. So that's what WeWork does, and... The company's been a mess. If you've listened to the show, if you're part of the 10-hour club, uh, you know that the guy's taking money out of the company already before the company's gone public. So he's spending like a drunken sailor, spending like a drunken sailor. What do you know with a drunken sailor? Well, you don't throw her in the the galley with the captain's wife. (laughs) I'll tell you that much. Um... But then there's also things, disclosures that I just don't like. How are they going to stop publicly traded REITs from doing the same exact thing? It's not exactly technology that they have. Hey, we're going to rent out a whole floor to 60 startups instead of having a business with 60 offices there. So we're going to come up with cubicles and you can share the printer and we'll charge you for that. And uh, you can share the secretary and we'll charge you for that. And you can share the office conference room space and we'll charge you for that. It's not exactly um, highbrow of the business model that they can put together. With or without you. So there's a lull in the bull market action. Um, Yesterday we had, not yesterday, but over the weekend we had a strike on an oil field. And guess what, ladies and gents? We are going to be facing higher gasoline prices. Is that a shocker? Here's the kicker. We are about to hit all-time highs. And I don't, I'm not allowed to curse on the show, so my curse word is friggin' fraggin'. Behave yourself. And this friggin' fraggin' attack on an oil refinery, uh, an oil production center in Saudi Arabia, is that going to be the thing that takes us from our all-time highs? Is that going to be the thing that pushes us into a recession? Or is that going to be the excuse to sell? Don't have a good answer there for you. Um, I wish I did, but I don't. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I can tell you it was unexpected, right? Is that fair to say? Oil prices skid deepens on report that the Saudi crude plant may return to normal in two or three weeks. So it's not going to be all that bad. They'll get 70% of their 5.7 million barrel per day of output knocked offline, back online in two or three weeks in theory. That's okay. I get it. Markets opened in the red today. Uh, we worked to lays their IPO, which again shows that the market is, it's only delaying it, I think, until late October. 
so that they can get another quarter or another month of business and put that in their S filings. There's three or four type of filings that you need to know of. If you don't go to sec.gov and you own a publicly traded company, I find you ignorant. I find you guilty of ignorance in financial terms. Um, the K filing is the annual report. The Q filing is the quarterly report. Publicly traded companies have to come clean every 90 days. The S filing comes in between the quarters. Like today, if the company that I work for hires Sloan Stevens, I don't know who Sloan Stevens is, but it sounds like a good TV name, right? They would put that in their S filing so like people aren't like, whoa, you hired a controversial person. Um, you shocked us. No, we actually told you about it, is what they would pull back and look at it on. NBC Universal names their streaming service Peacock. I don't know about that one. Netflix, I get. Disney Plus, I get. Peacock? Hey, let's stay at home tonight and watch a little Peacock. Makes no sense to me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Gas prices are rising due to the strike in Saudi Arabia at the oil facility, even though the oil is going to come back online faster than expected. Will this push electric vehicle use higher? Probably not, but could. The story's there for sure. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, the hardest working certified financial planner in the business. That may or may not be true. It may be exaggeration, but it is what it is. Uh, big seminar coming up this Saturday. I thought uh, as soon as I said the hardest working CFP in the business, I thought Chad's going to get mad at me. He's going to say, you're not legally allowed to say that. And I was like, oh, I better couch it. There's no Howdy, proof Chad. behind your words, Rob. <laughs> I know, right? The CF, your industry, in my industry, our industry, is pretty, uh, they're pretty tight on like exaggerations. They don't like them. Oh, very tight. Yeah. Like, you can't have celebrity endorsements, yet you kind of hear them every once in a while. And it, it begs the question is, is the guy that he was using, the Ferris Bueller guy, uh, ben, St- ben Stein, was Ben Stein a celebrity or not? Right. Yeah, he was a previous so. what, um, economic advisor. Was it Reagan? Was he under Reagan? I ben Stein, the right. Bueller? Bueller? Anyone? Bueller? That guy? And that, that was his really Bueller. his claim to fame in terms of Bueller. a movie star. So. Bueller. That's a, that is a, that's a fine line on that one for sure. With that said, I can't. You can't hire Joe Montana and say he's the best there ever is. And as he, as I pass touchdowns, he he does portfolios. It's it, it, it kind of is misleading, and the kind of the SEC doesn't want the, a dweeb out there to be duped by CFP Chad Burton. Yeah, well, it, it's starting to change now. But the people that sell the most garbage make the most money in this business. Uh, but that's starting to change because of laws and consumers becoming smarter, realizing that I need to work with a certified financial planner. But that's only one part. You got to make sure that they're a fiduciary. They put your interests first, and that they're fee only. There's no commissions involved, and then you're on the right track. So, big event coming up this Saturday in San Jose. Two events: one investing beyond the 401k. I would say that if you have a job in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, this is ideal. 
if you're in 50s, 60s, 70s, you're probably thinking about the second event, the retirement income and tax planning. The first one's from 9.30 to 11. The second one's from 1 to 3. Uh, what do we know, need to know about these events, Mr. Burton? Well, the, so let's talk about the second event, because on tomorrow's 6 a.m. show, I'm going to talk some tax-efficient investing. And so the second event, we go a lot into tax. I mean, this is the most technical event that, that I've done, because it's, it's specific examples on which accounts to draw from first and why, and then Roth conversions, because the mindset has to change so much when you go into retirement, because you and I, we're working now every single year, running business, you own real estate, things like that. You're trying to say, how do I, keep the, how do I pay the least amount of taxes this year? But once you get to retirement, you're done feeding the portfolio. You're done putting money away, and it's more about how do you keep your taxes low over the 35-plus years you're going to be retired. So your, your mentality has to change, and it has to do with where do you draw the money from, how do you deal with capital gains versus IRA income versus dividend income, um, things like which accounts to draw from first to keep your taxes low, and how much should you convert each and every year from the date you retire through age 69 from an IRA to a Roth. Roth conversions are really key right now, and they will be until at least 2026 when most of these tax cuts probably go away. It's kind of nice on occasion, uh, probably a couple times a week, I get an email from people that say, I I did Chad's mega Roth conversion. And I'm like, oh boy, Um, what's coming up next? Uh, But people do take your advice sometimes just from radio content. Um, the seminar content's a little bit more detailed. The seminar content, there's a lot more visuals, and it's easy to ask questions while you're there. So I highly recommend coming to an event if you've never been to one. Um, but, you know, further talking about income and retirement, one of the things I opened the show with was, I still don't know what I'm going to do in retirement. But I do know my budget's out of whack for retirement. Um, I should probably be coming to that event versus the wealth accumulation event to kind of sum me up because that's kind of the, the category that I now am. Yeah, talking about messed up budgets, Postmates is about the worst thing that could have happened to me. <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting from Postmates? Just make, make me feel good. Oh, my gosh. Four times last week, Rob. Everything from Cafe Yum to acai bowls and nectar to i don't know it was, it was a busy week so I awesome. kids and cheer and soccer and everything else and it was just wow that 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 added up quick yeah my uh producer today mike his uh, lovely girlfriend has a problem with uh deliver food delivery oh! and it's just easy right so it's one yeah. of the big budget busters out there and all things considered, it ain't cheap to have people bring you food and put it in your mouth for you. So, yeah, and the other thing, back, I don't get the business oh, model behind it. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get okay. off that subject for a minute. Oh no no it's <laughs> no 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 that's people want to hear this now. Chad has an opinion. He's well, strong. So the one we did it in because uh, it was in the Vancouver area, right? Vancouver near, near Portland, Oregon. So we postmated the kids and I uh, spaghetti factory, the old spaghetti factory. Okay. They love it. I loved it since they were kids. Well, the guy had to go in there and place the order, and the wait was like forty minutes to get the food. Wow! And then and then he brought it to the house and explained how oh that was a really long wait. There's a lot of people there. Say what? I can't imagine the. the I mean, even with the tip, how that between Postmates costs and then them having to pay him, it just does not seem like a very good business. I don't know how the profits gonna roll on that one, but uh, I don't know. That was just my thought of the day. 
when push comes to shove, the business model could get tougher because California's leading the country at this point in time saying, uh, these are not contractors. These are employees. You need to pay them uh, benefits. And maybe enjoy your postmates now, Chad, because uh, you'll be saving money in the future. Um, yep. Again, the big event coming up this Saturday, 930 to 11 and 1 to 3. There's two events at the Rotary Summit Center in San Jose, investing beyond the 401k, 930 to 11. Retirement income and tax planning from 1 to 3. We don't do a lot of Saturday events. Uh, we used to do four events on one weekend. And uh, then I think you and I both got you know settled down. And uh, Thursday nights was more of our thing versus giving up a Saturday or a Sunday. But uh, anything else you want to add about the seminars that we need to know that you're going to be hitting, highlighting? Yeah, well, we'll do tax-efficient investing and how they're different for kind of both phases of life. So in retirement, the tax-efficient investing is really geared towards what accounts do you what what types of assets do you hold where for example in a perfect world your taxable accounts would be a blend of large and mid cap stocks or ETFs or mutual funds that are dividend achievers paying off qualified dividends that get taxed at the lower capital gains rate and tax free bonds and then everything else in your IRA if you can move your money around that efficiently um, then your Roth IRA depends on how aggressive it is depends on whether or not you need income from it now or if it's going to be something you leave to your kids. And then tax-efficient investing in your 20s and 40s, that's what I'll talk about at the 6 a.m. show tomorrow, too. And that's where do you start? You max out your 401k and you start investing outside of it. Total stock market, do you invest in international and small cap outside of your 401k? you got to look at the capital gains exposure inside mutual funds and ETFs when you start out investing outside of your retirement accounts. So you got to keep your taxes low. you got to pay attention to it because 15% of your return could be lost to taxes. Sounds good. People can find out more information by listening to commercials or by going to newfocusfinancial.com. There's a resource center there. There's sign-ups at the, under the events tab. You can use the code RADIO25 to get in for free, newfocusfinancial.com. It's this weekend, this Saturday, two events. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So after the United States... Saw a satellite being facility hit by drones carrying missiles. President Trump was quick to say, we will release oil from our strategic reserves if we need to, to you know, stabilize the price. And Wall Street goes, ah, good. Today, I hear China's going to release 10,000 tons of pork from its national reserves in large part because they don't got a good relationship with American hog farmers right now. But I didn't even know there was a national... Chinese reserve, 10,000 tons of pork. Mmm, bacon. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com. Uh, reliable source of both national, domestic, and international news. A lot of international news these days, and I'm sure the, the pig story didn't hit your uh, page one, to be fair, Mr. O'Hare. Good morning, Rob. Um, no, I'm afraid it did not. So, uh, but it did. Uh, there was some interest in that at the end of last week, of course, when um, 
China said that they're going to exempt those uh, soybean and pork products from their uh, uh, list of additional import tariffs. And of course, it does just bring into focus how um, you know pork is a is a staple you know food item for uh, in the Chinese diet. So um, so it wasn't you know interesting development on that front. But no, I did not. Uh, I was not aware that they had that uh, <laughs> the surplus uh, or their strategic pork reserve, if you will, uh, where they can uh, release pork if necessary. You know what's interesting about pork? When I was uh, more on the floor 25 years ago, I learned that pork bellies are, you know, pigs have two bellies. Um, I didn't know that. And on top of that, one of the biggest costs of pork is keeping it refrigerated. So just throwing that out there. Uh, the value of the meat's not that much. The the value of refrigerating the meat is is the is the kick. But um, totally digressing. What are we looking at in page one at briefing dot com? What's what's exciting the markets today, Mister O'Hare? Well, um, you know, there doesn't look to be like a ton that's exciting the the stock market anyway. We're rather kind of mixed and flat at the moment, which is not altogether surprising. Only in uh, you know, given that the market's aware that you've got a, a key you know policy decision coming forward uh, with the uh, FOMC announcement tomorrow, uh, which will also include you know, a quarterly update of the uh, Fed's economic and interest rate path projections. And so uh, you've obviously had a had a great run in this market, certainly over the last three weeks, with the S&P 500 up about 6% or so in that time period. Uh, and given what you do have going on in the background with kind of you know, oil prices and um, geopolitical tension, uh, you know, it makes some sense that you probably see a market that just kind of meanders now in front of that to FOMC decision. Sounds quite about right. Do you think the markets will be upset if the Fed does nothing this week? And by upset, I mean, do you think the market will push lower and people will see the 401k values go lower? Yeah, you know, I do think that that would be the knee-jerk reaction. Uh, You know, we... Uh, kind of continue to see the uh, the market, uh, you know, rest on the notion of a Fed put, uh, you know, juxtaposed with this idea that maybe the economic growth is not going to be as bad as as feared, and uh, and that you might get some type of you know trade resolution, um, you know, uh, sooner rather than later. Don't know if I necessarily agree with the latter part, um, but the um, that presumption or the 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 relief anyway that incoming data continues to point to a, uh, a seemingly better growth outlook for the United States economy than, than what had been feared. Uh, that would come back into focus because I think the market is is relying on this idea that you know the Fed will continue to support that uh, expansion. Uh, and if it did not cut rates uh, tomorrow, you'd start to probably see the market come in, you know, certainly initially on this uh, idea that perhaps, you know, the Fed's making a policy mistake and and by uh, keeping rates higher than what the market would like them to be at, uh, it invites the prospect of a uh, of a uh, of a slowdown in the economy. And some people will start, you know, of course, uttering the, uh, the R word again as well. <laughs> the R word being the word recession and it seems like CNBC and Bloomberg have more fun on television when they're able to talk about recession than you see some of these portfolio managers who I don't know how they survive. I don't even know who David Tice is, but he's always like, the market's going to zero. He's not, he doesn't say that, but he's a bear, and he always thinks the market's overvalued, and he always thinks there's a boogeyman around. How do you, ma- how do you live? And this is just kind of off the record, Pat O'Hare. How do you like, make a living predicting Wall Street's going to go lower when in 
essentially goes higher seven out of ten years. Yeah, you know, it is uh, <laughs> it's tough. I, I suppose, you know, you, you potentially, you know, make a living um, by uh, being provocative in your thinking. So, you know, it's always good to, to kind of understand both sides of any argument. It's certainly been extremely difficult, uh, if not impossible, to be a bear uh, where you might have some very valid logic behind uh, your thinking. And yet, you know, for many reasons, uh, some not so easily to understand, you know, the market does continue to press higher. But, you know, I think the value, though, is, is, in, is in challenging the thought process, frankly. Um, but uh, you obviously then have to balance that with, um, you know, portfolio management uh, ideas that probably hedge that position if, if you're wrong so that you don't leave your, um, you know, your investors, uh, you know, out in the cold for what a 10-year bull market <laughs> it's uh something i've always wondered I, I get you on the provocative nature of it but uh even hedge funds have had a tough time because they have to take both sides of the bet and uh hedge funds used to be the smart money in some years they're not so smart taking a further look out there today Kraft Heinz is getting kind of a it's become a bit of a problem it's a brand you and i grew up with uh, our parents probably gave us mac and cheese, Heinz ketchup, uh, you name it. it. It was a staple in our house. Is they're they're becoming irrelevant? It looks like the millennials don't have loyalty to brand names, and millennials are the shoppers these days. Uh, what do you think the future holds for Kraft Heinz? Is there a bottom under this stock, or too early to tell? What's your thoughts? Well. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's difficult to say. I, I don't follow the, the company individually, Rob. Um, I, yep. I suppose the, I maybe the, the best thing it has going for it, though, is you know Berkshire Hathaway, i.e. Warren Buffett, still remains you know a, a large holder. Um, but uh, but clearly, you know, the market being the voting machine that it is is not all that optimistic on what's what's happening to uh, to Kraft Heinz right now, and and nor. Uh, what it expects to happen anytime soon. So uh, it does have great brand recognition, obviously, but um, you know. But if you believe in, in a market that's efficient, uh, then there's a lot of uh, a doubt about Kraft Heinz's ability to turn things around right now. Uh, Dow component Home Depot is lower after being downgraded to neutral. I think sometimes downgrades are fair, and we're just too mean as uh, financial media people. We look at them and go, what's wrong with the company? But it's had a good year. Um, Is that how you're reading uh, some of the downgrades that we're seeing right now? And again, that's a broad-based statement. But maybe there's not a big catalyst up. Maybe there's not a big catalyst down. Sure. Um, You know, I mean, the thing that I think that probably has has come to the fore here in recent weeks is is this understanding that you know valuations ultimately do matter uh, they sometimes you know get completely disregarded when you're in a momentum fueled market but at the end of the day they're always going to matter and so you know if you get you know a downgrade of a stock that's you know attached to you know valuation concerns I think it, you, know, you have to respect the fact that the analyst is, is making a fundamental judgment there uh, and isn't just you know uh, bowing to um, to the speculative price action or the momentum uh, that could carry a stock price higher um, but um, you know so uh, so I don't have any you know 
problem with it necessarily and i think it's just you know another one of those things kind of what we talked about is like when you get a counter veiling view to what has been the you know consensus view uh it makes you sit up and take notice and and ask some real questions and uh and forces you to think um you know uh, outside your box if you will (laughs) sounds good is there anything that you're working on i know friday's your big day for kind of wrapping up the week obviously um, but you tend to put out a, a nice piece that kind of is a bigger picture, kind of a, uh, it's a long piece. I like it. It's a lot of data. It's a lot of, uh, digestible nuggets of information. What are you working on for this week? Maybe. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I going to be, uh, uh, producing a new uh, market view update for uh, for briefing.com subscribers. I do it on a quarterly basis, and so we're kind of rounding into uh, into that that calendar deadline here. And so uh, it, it will be revolve around you know probably a large portion of what we just talked about is just this idea that you know valuation does ultimately matter. So um, you know, so encourage your listeners to uh, to uh, keep their eye out for that. I'll have it published uh, you know Friday afternoon. Sounds good. Thanks for being with me. Always a pleasure, Mr. O'Hare. Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. You can find them online at Briefing.com, a reliable source of domestic and international content uh, related to the markets. And it's markets information that I love because I feel it's non-biased. Um, it's not, they're not pushing their hot IPO. They're not pushing the, the sexy story. Uh, they're not selling advertising. Um, and someone like a Patrick O'Hare, I've known him now for 20 years. Uh, as a strategist, that's that's pretty good. He gets more things right than wrong because uh, bosses tend to fire the people that get things wrong, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, with that said, no touting. Uh, big seminar coming up this weekend, Wealth Building and Retirement Planning Seminars, Saturday, September 21. That's this Saturday at the Rotary Summit Center, 7th floor, 9.30 to 11. And from 1 to 3, there's going to be an event on retirement income and tax planning. So one's towards while you're working, investing beyond your 401k. And one's as you're wrapping up your work years, going into retirement income and tax planning. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25. That's this Saturday to listen to the commercials. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Oh, it's on. Like Donkey Kong. HBO Max is one of the streaming rights of the Big Bang Theory. All 279 episodes, of which how many have I seen? Zero. The friends are jumping over to Netflix away from Hulu. Wow, 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 wow. No, no, hold on. Wait, wait. Let me see if I get this right. No, Seinfeld's jumping to Netflix away from Hulu. Netflix lost its friends and office buddies to Peacock, which I was trying to type out Peacock and I can't. Peachcock, and I'm like, oh, this is going to get me in trouble. Peacock, is that really a name of a streaming network? And if so, why? Gas prices are expected to climb, but not enough to hurt the economy or the war, or the U.S. economy or the world economy at a time where it's kind of frail and saying, please don't hit us with un- unburdened, unneeded taxes. Millennials love to pay with credit cards. I was a little shocked by this. Um, so I was a little under the weather yesterday. Just my throat. My body was fine. My mind was fine. My throat was fried. I didn't yell. I didn't do anything like that. I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. 
I think I have the black lung. Maybe I should stop this vaping thing after nine kids have died now from lung disease tied towards vaping. Could you imagine? It's either seven kids or nine kids. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. It could be 90. Could you imagine that you have to bury your child because they were vaping on like cherry-flavored juice, which never got FDA approval? This is bad news for Philip Morris. Bad news. Um, they're coming out with a heated tobacco product. No, not on fire and not vaping. I don't know much about it. It's coming out. But people are getting smarter. And there's this thing called the Internet. And, uh, you know, Philip Morris and Altria had this business of as poor people become middle class, they work more. They tend to like things like, oh, let's go get a little bit of makeup or let's go get a beer or let's get a cigarette. Let's remove some of the stress. You know that my boss, my boss hates me. Let's go have a cigarette outside and you can tell me all about it. So, and then I tell him all about it and he goes, you're so handsome, Rob. <laughs> I'm like, I think I better find another work confidant to uh, disclose all my stories with, right? Are you with me against me? you got to choose a side. This is a civil war. Uh, the iPhone 11 is getting great reviews. That's nice to hear. Dang it. Great cameras. Excellent, excellent battery life. A more affordable price. Um, what's not to like? Well, I got a $1,200 phone last year or the year before, and I kind of want to, like, how shall we say, bleed it a little bit more. But it's nice to get that they're getting good reviews. I see Google's coming up with a press conference soon. So seriously, NBC named their new streaming service Peacock. Someone needs to get fired. Uber and Lyft driver protests brings Manhattan traffic to a near dead stop at rush hour. I, I, I long for the days of Ronald Reagan. Do you remember when uh, the air traffic controllers went on strike? Fired them all. Hired new ones. I know you're saying, well, that's not very nice, Rob. Because do you want your plane safety to be directed by a guy on a first time on his job? Okay, well, when you put it that way, I'm just going to get in the 737 MAX plane while it's a whole new air traffic controller. Don't push your luck, Black. Don't push your luck. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Facebook and JP Morgan are going to meet with global central banks to discuss cryptocurrencies in the next couple weeks. Remember, it's this fall that Facebook and a group of 20-plus conglomerates have said, um, we are thinking of starting a cryptocurrency called Libra. Um, so I was in Safeway the other day. I know you're saying, you shop at Safeway. I thought you got your meat exclusively from a butcher who, who kills the cow himself. You look like a no. succulent baby lamb. No, but I do like baby lamb. It's, it is delicious. I'm just licking the bones right now, thinking about it. I saw a package of, I needed to pick up some package of hamburger. And right next to it was a package. And these are like the one-pound pre-packaged stuff that, I don't know. I kind of used to like my hamburger. Kind of like, eh, maybe I need a pound 16. Maybe I need a pound 3-2. But now they're selling like pre-packaged one pound. Right next to it was Beyond Meat. Oh, it's going to get interesting here. So I was going to make a spaghetti sauce, right? 
The Beyond Meat is the hottest, sexiest IPO of the year. It's all that in a bucket of chicken, so to speak. Except for there's no chicken. It's all that in artificially flavored meat. Artificially flavored peas. Putting the pea in peacock, right? Putting the pea in Beyond Meat. I just like saying the word pea. Pea, 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 pea. Um, and there's nothing funnier than a urinary tract infection for a good laugh if you, you know, need a comedy that zinger, so to speak. That is not appropriate behavior, So what's the point? Oh. Five ninety nine for a pound of prepackaged uh, sirloin, ground sirloin. Nine ninety nine for a package of Beyond Meat, one pound. Essentially, double the price. I was like, "Oh, S H I P ship." Behave yourself. Um, I know, I know. It sounds close. It's so close. It's so close. It's so close. Mm-hmm. So I bought it. And I, I cooked it in the spaghetti sauce, and kids didn't notice the dang difference. Uh, I've paid too much for it. I'd like to see the price come down. Are you with me against me? Because this is a civil war. Can't tell the kids they eat peas for dinner. Incredibly salty. Doesn't taste, um... I don't know. I'll be quiet. Um, It is what it is. Just double the price. Uh, Big event coming up Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. The 21st in San Jose. San Jose at the Rotary Center. Seventh floor. Two events. One for investing beyond a 401k and one for investing towards the end of your career into retirement, into those golden years on Golden Pond. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25. Listen to the commercials. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.